Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Guys Without Helmets. So last week we started with part one of what we call team needs. We did the NFC. This week we're going to jump right in with our AFC team needs with the draft looming. In other words, the draft is coming, guys. By the time this podcast posts, the draft will be afoot. So we just want to run down our teams uh, in the AFC that we think have their uh, most needs. So who wants to rip this thing off? Who wants to get it going? Yeah, we'll talk about the Chiefs. You want to talk about the Chiefs? They, they need a quarterback? No. no. What they, they need a quarterback? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think they need a lot. I think they need receiver. I know they got Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquise Valdez-Scantling. I don't know if that's enough because Mecole Hardman, they were barely stringing along with Tariq Hill. I yeah. mean, last year they looked pretty yikes for a couple games. <laughs> right. They were all healthy. It just looked pretty bad. I don't know what it was. They just got stale in the middle of the year. Somehow won those games. Um, I think getting some wide receiver depth, maybe someone like Jamison Williams if he slips that late. I don't right. think he will because he's getting hyped up right before the draft. But someone that's a deep threat, they abs- they absolutely need that because Miko Harmon hasn't stepped up the last two years he's been in the league. Josh, are they still a Super Bowl contender? Yeah, I think they're always going to be a Super Bowl contender with Mahomes. Obviously, mm-hmm. you saw what the Seahawks did with Russell Wilson. Their team has never been very talented the last couple of years especially, but uh, early in his career they were. But towards the end of the re- career there in the Seahawks, they were not a talented roster and they were still considered a Super Bowl uh, caliber team. But I think this team lacks... Uh, premium positions, obviously, aside from Patrick Mahomes. You have you have um, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes on offense. Kale was saying the receivers, mm-hmm. they don't really have a, a premium position player there anymore, right. including on defense. They also don't have great defensive ends or cornerbacks. One of their starting defensive ends is Mike Dana, as well as Frank Clark. Frank Clark's probably going to be gone after the season because he's not be, they don't have enough money for him. They already pushed back his contract. We also saw cornerbacks. Traverius Tra- Tra- Ward also left. Yeah, I, I mean, I, in my opinion, I think they still need to focus on edge rush and cornerback. Um, I don't know. Running I, back. Yeah, I mean, gosh. Because Clyde's clearly better than Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> well, yeah, they for a Super Bowl contender, they seem to have a lot of holes. But as we look at this division last year, this was a division that early in the year was wide open. And then later on, as injuries and other things started to take their toll, teams began to, to separate a little bit. Let's talk about the Los Angeles Chargers, one of my – Secret favorite teams. I love the young quarterback there. Uh, what do you guys think? What are their needs, Josh? Yeah, I'd say right tackle and right guard. We saw, what was his name? Balaga. I couldn't mm-hmm. think of it at the time, but he, he just left the team as well as having a hole at right guard. They did draft Rashawn Slater last year, so they do have good players on the left side, including Rashawn Slater and Matt Filer. And obviously, Corey Lindsley is the center, but J- uh, Brendan James and Storm Norton. Storm Norton's been the backup there for a couple of years, so they're looking to get a starter there, and they're also looking to get an RB2. They've been trying to draft a guy mm. to play with Austin Eckler the last couple of seasons ever since Melvin Gordon left, and uh, we saw Justin Jackson left earlier this offseason, and Larry Roundtree and Josh Kelly haven't been getting it done as the RB2. Yeah, I think them getting running back will be important in this draft. I think into maybe in the third or second round because there are a lot of good running backs. Not There's only one great one, in my opinion, Brees Hall, but there's a lot of decent running backs that could be role players. I think getting someone like uh, Pierre Strong or a Z- Zamir White even could be good for them. Someone that could, is just a runner, and it will be good for him because Eckler is – I don't think he's a workhorse. He did well last year in that role, but he has had a lot of hamstring issues in the past, a lot of leg injuries. I don't see them using him as a workhorse every year. Mm-hmm. I think they did it last year because they had to because Joe Lombardi always runs two running backs. Last year, I think they just forced him in there because he had to because the guys they drafted, obviously, like Josh said, haven't been good. Yeah, and I think 
that, that obviously they got cornerbacks this offseason with J.C. Jackson, but I think they need to add to linebacker. They've had Kenneth Murray and Drew Tranquil play as starters, but uh, Kenneth Murray's kind of been consistently injured since getting drafted, and Drew Tranquil hasn't been playing very well at all. And that, I think the linebacking room hasn't looked much different when they've been both injured than when they have started, so they might be looking to add someone there as well as they haven't been reliable playing-wise or injury-wise. And they also might get a defensive lineman. I think Jerry Tillery hasn't really stuck up to expectations getting drafted in the first round, so they might add someone there to replace him in the coming years when he's off the team, I think, next year. Caleb, kind of the same question I asked Josh about. The Chiefs being a Super Bowl contender, Chargers, they've been getting better every year. Are they a Super Bowl contender this year? I think they're a playoff team. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're a Super Bowl team. Okay. I think they're good. I think Brandon Staley takes a lot of shots, which I like. It's way better than the 8-8 eight and eight whatevers, yeah. run on yeah. first down, run on second down type teams. I like coaches that take shots i think he's going to be good in the league i think Mm -hmm. he needs a couple more years and i think this is a good opportunity for them because this is probably going to be one of the worst all-around chiefs rosters they have to play against in the coming years especially with all the players they had to leave this offseason with ward and tariq hill obviously i think this is a good opportunity for them i think they're the second best roster in the division behind the team about to talk about the broncos but i think that they're right there i think if, if they if they ended up above the chiefs this year or the broncos this year it wouldn't be that surprising now you mentioned the broncos they've been building for some time putting some pieces in place uh you guys have said last year famously that if they were to get a quarterback which that'd be the last piece they need they did they brought in big russ he's now there famously with spot number three what does this team need caleb to get rolling they, they need a Russell Wilson. I feel like they're a Super Bowl contender now, obviously. I think it doesn't matter who the coach is. I think Russell Wilson, with a failing Pete Carroll, got them to the playoffs every year, mm-hmm. got in the Super Bowl twice. I mean, they have a defense. They have an O-line, one of the top O-lines in the league. They have depth beyond belief at wide receiver with Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, a couple other guys in there. They have Javante Williams. They still might sign Melvin Gordon back. They have Albert O at tight end. They have their team solid all around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They have a kicker lined up. Like they have everything that you could think of. They just need to go out there and do it. Yeah, and they've made great moves so far. They got a lot of depth pieces and players that are starting that they drafted late in the draft last year. And they also have three picks in the top 100 still, despite trading for Russell Wilson because of the Von Miller trade last year. They picked 64, 75, and 96. So they still have picks despite not having a first rounder. And uh, I think they could still add a lot of players there, obviously. But they are the best roster in my division, or in my in my opinion, <laughs> in, in this division. Yeah, right. Uh, they could use a right tackle if they're not confident in Billy Turner and Tom Compton. They both weren't with the team last year, but they have started before. And they could also use linebackers and defensive linemen because I don't think they're really going to be sticking with Josie Jewell and Jonas Griffith to start off the season. They lost fan. What's the uh, tight end depth look like this year? Uh, Alberto. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> that, yeah. That's their depth. Yeah. I think they could draft someone late because there's a yeah. lot of good tight ends in this draft. N- none great, in my opinion. But um, a lot of good ones, a lot of solid. Like this draft's full of just the guys. Like fill yeah. the role. Yeah, they yeah. can start in the league. Yeah. Not a lot of stars. I think they'll be. A handful of stars coming out. There's always people that surprise us late on in so the draft. In y'all's opinion, then, and based on what you said last year, they're a quarterback away. Now they have their quarterback. They're they're going to make a case for this division? I yeah, so. I think 100%. I mean, this team's much better than the Seahawks were. We obviously don't know the, the head coaching position, but Pete Carroll hasn't been much of a factor for that team as we saw what they did without Russell Wilson. So I think this is going to be a much better team, much better roster than the Seahawks. So I think if you consider Russell Wilson as a top top tier team with him, this is a much better team, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and Josh chewing a fireball, if you wonder why his voice has some girth to it today. <laughs> I'm listening to him going, what in the world is happening with Josh? But That's fine. Uh, yeah, I get it. I get it. All right, let's move to Vegas. They uh, 
brought in Devontae Adams, signed their quarterback. They believe that these two, who played in college together, are going to make a huge splash. Is that enough to compete in this division? I think they're a playoff team. I think with the rule change last year that they are a playoff team for sure. I know they went last year only because of Derek Carr. And I think that Devontae Adams getting their college roommates, best friends. It's going to be great chemistry. It's going to have a spark in their offense for once. They just need to be healthy and execute. Josh McDaniels, I know we saw on Denver when he had Tim Tebow, kind of up and down, not really consistent as a <laughs> yeah. head coach. I know he's been a good OC for the best coach ever, so it's kind of skewed. Go ahead. We'll talk about Boomer Bust in a couple of weeks after we get through some draft coverage because I'd like to recap how we've done with some of the coaches and talk about these new guys. Josh, talking about Vegas, um, you believe that Josh is the right coach for this team? I don't know what the right coach is for this team. I mean, <laughs> they don't need one. It's I mean, Derek Carr. We haven't really seen Derek Carr have a good head coach, anyways, and they've always kind of been a good team. So I think that I think with Josh McDaniels, at least, you'd like to see this offense perform a lot better. And obviously, with Devontae Adams and a healthy Darren Waller, it'll look a lot better as well. But this, unlike the Broncos having three uh, picks in the top 100, they only have one pick in the top 100 because they did trade for Devontae Adams, pick 86. Uh, but they really need offensive line help. So. I think that's the biggest key for them, obviously, if they're going to try and improve the whole offense, improve the offensive line. That's the biggest key for me, at least. Yeah, I think their defense for me still, I know they have some good pressure off the defensive line, but I feel like they've got a bunch of guys back there in the backfield on defense that aren't quite sure where they are. And uh, I'd like to see them beef that up a little bit. Yeah, and I don't I don't see them re-signing Jonathan Abram. He's He's been – people – teams have been looking to target him because he's not very good in coverage at all. He's just no. – he hasn't been worth the he's first – headhunter. He hasn't been a, a, uh, worth the first-round pick, in my opinion. I don't think he, he's going to get extended there. So I think they need a name in the secondary. They have a bunch of Rocky Sins, uh, Trayvon Mullins, guys that are, are solid, but none of them are great. I think they're going to be – I don't think they're going to be a great uh, defense, but I think they have a bunch of solid depth at, the, at defense at least. But they're going to add, as you're saying, secondary uh, safety especially, I think, yeah. aside from Trevon Merrig from last year. But I think safety and corner. And D-line looks pretty solid, I think. Yeah, they got Chandler Jones. They do so, have It's a really games. big addition. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they extended Max Crosby. We know what he did last year. Yeah. And linebackers look pretty solid as well. Did, they got uh, Diablo last yeah, year. Yeah, Diablo moving into linebacker. They look, they, look, they look good across the board other than offensive line, I think, to at least be a serviceable defense. Yeah. No, I would completely agree. You know, in the draft last year, one of the highlights for us, we were big on a woo, Jeremiah. Usukoromoa, uh, we knew he would have gotten drafted high. Of course, there was a issue that went out with his heart. They kind of pushed him down a little bit. But he, in my opinion, tell me if I'm right or wrong, uh, Cleveland has on their hands maybe a top ten linebacker in this league with this guy's skill set. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, I yeah. think so. I think he would. There would be a lot more talk about him if he didn't have that injury last mm-hmm. year, kind of in the middle of the season, kind of derailing his mm-hmm. his streak that he had going on. But when he played, he had plenty of great games. Obviously, he got thrown mm-hmm. straight straight into the starting role. So I think he has top ten upside, especially on the, on this defense. I think. And I say that because last year we thought they did a great job addressing needs in the draft. We said they were loaded. They have a great coach. They're On paper, the Cleveland Browns, to me, look like a team that should get it done. They added Amari Cooper. Uh, you know, They added, obviously, Deshaun Watson. So what does this team need to get better? Uh, receivers. Well, yeah. And, yeah. Deshaun Watson, we saw when he was on the Texans, he led the league in passing with just Brandon Cooks and a bunch of serviceable guys. They, they have Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's a good prospect. Amari Cooper is a top-20 receiver in the league. There's two guys there that could be solid. I think Deshaun Watson only needs one, but I think drafting one in this draft makes sense, especially someone for like a, a skill position player that's actually yeah. 
consistent. I mean, Mario Cooper's good, but he can't stay on the field. DPJ is still a prospect. Mm-hmm. I know Watson, I know he's special. I know he can do a lot with a little, but they have a great run game. I think getting a receiver makes the most sense to me. They've been working on their O-line for the last few years in the drafts. I like the team a lot. I think getting Watson makes them very good, a contender for the division, definitely a playoff team. Uh, I think receiver is all I'm seeing right now, and maybe some defenders. Yeah, and I think even if they're not going to add a starting receiver, which they probably should, wide receiver two, wide receiver three, obviously, as you were saying, they at least need to add somebody because they only have six wide receivers on this roster, presumably two to be on special teams, Anthony Schwartz and Jakeem Grant. So they're going to need someone to start. And they also need offensive line depth. We saw Jack Conklin go down twice last year. Mm. We also saw uh, they lost a guard as well. So, or Sorry, a center. Nick Harris stepping into the center role. So they're going to need some more depth there, and they've had a couple of injuries there as well with Jedrick Wills last year. So you'd like to see them add someone else. And as Caleb was saying, defensive line, Jadavion Clowney, Malik McDowell, both left. They're walking, so they need some more help on defensive line. I know Jordan Elliott got drafted two years ago, but he's getting thrown into the starting role. I think he's only started three or four games so far. So they need some experience on the defensive line that they're losing. Now, typically teams do really well when they you know, go after edge rushers and beef up a defensive line. You think that might be their plan? or? Yeah, I mean, we also have to talk about how they don't have a ton of high draft picks in the right. next two years, at least, with the Sean Watson trade. So I think they're going to be adding to the defensive line where it's, it's more of a value because people, they don't really pay up as much in the first or second round to get a defensive lineman other than the top few. So I think there's going to be good value where they're drafting, and they've proven to be a good value team. So I think they're going to add in places where a lot of value is going to be, and that's Offensive line and D-line. Any chance one of their previous wide receivers comes back? I know there's speculation that one of those two guys may end up back in Cleveland at wide receiver. Uh, I mean, I mean, Jarvis Landry wants to get paid. That's from what I'm hearing, at least. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to get paid quite what people are saying. I don't know if that's what he wants or not, but that's what I've heard. He wants to be paid highly. So I think with them releasing him earlier this year or his contract going out, I think he might go somewhere else. Odell, I don't know if he's even going to play this year, for the most of the year at least, but I think a guy that might be rejoining another player is uh, potentially Will Fuller. We know he's a free agent. He was injured last year on the Dolphins, so there is opportunity for him to go there if he does want to reunite with Deshaun Watson. Let's slide across the uh, state there and talk about Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Surprise of last year getting to the Super Bowl the way they did. Uh, obviously, I've been very critical throughout the year of Eli Apple. I just I see a journeyman like that bounce from team to team to team, and I realize they put that defense together and have some holes with some of those veterans. Uh, we famously uh, have said last year that he should have drafted more offensive linemen to help protect him, although you can't fault him for going after that young receiver because he certainly made a difference last year. What's the game plan going into this season, this draft? Hopefully a lineman. I think that's it. You saw at the end of the Super Bowl the need for that. He kind of got just Joe Burrow got swallowed up by basically the whole defense in a couple of plays there. Mostly Aaron Donald disrupting the entire play. I think O line's the way to go. Obviously, I think defense they kind of pieced together a defense last year. They need to get guys on long term deals. So drafting one will be the easiest way to get a long term deal without paying a lot of money. So I think they draft either O line and defender with their first round pick. Yeah, and I think I like that they added Lyle Collins and Alex Kappa and Ted Karras. They're probably going to start, but they don't have much depth beyond that because the other players have walked. Jackson Carmen, who they drafted last year as a starting guard, and Adeniji and uh, Isaiah Prince are backups, but they are not. They have no one else beyond that if, if one of them happened to go down. But I do like the moves that they did make. He also started out by saying Eli Apple. I think they re-signed him because they realized there wasn't many corners available sure. and they couldn't pay up for the ones that were available <laughs> because they are higher-end corners. So I think... 
As Caleb was saying, they need some players on longer-term contracts. Jesse Bates is fr- franchise tagged, presumably. He could get an extension still, but he hasn't got an extension. Von Bell, Mike Hilton, Eli Apple, as you're saying, Trey Flowers. No long-term extensions, I think, other than maybe a two-year for Shadobe Awuze. So they need some more long-term contracts all across the team for the most part. Yeah, it's and I you know it's tough for teams to get back and repeat anyway. I don't know that I believe fully in the Bengals was a fun ride, but I don't I don't know when we talk about this division how they stack up. Yeah, you can always play. I don't know if it's devil's advocate or what the term would be, but if they would have got an O line last year instead of Chase, would they have gone to the Super Bowl, or would they have won the Super Bowl if they went there without Chase but with a lineman? Right, like that. It's hard to tell. I think sure. Chase is good for them, obviously with the chemistry, and he was great last year. Let's see if he can keep it up. But I think addressing O-line makes the most sense for this draft. And I don't think, unfortunately, sorry Bengals fans, that they will be the best in their division now with Deshaun Watson here and the Ravens being healthy especially. So I, it was fun while it lasted. Yeah, I think some of that will determine will be determined by what the Steelers are able to do at the quarterback position. But one quarterback we know is coming back, uh, of course, is with the Baltimore Ravens. Quarterback was not really their problem, even though he missed some games. They didn't have a running back. They didn't have a cornerback for most of the season. They didn't have so. any other corners. Yeah. So Baltimore should be healthy, which makes a world of difference. But what are their needs? What are they looking to draft? Depth. Just depth. And we saw last year when they had injuries, their defense was one of the worst. They got swissed up by almost every team they played at the end of the year. I think getting a corner, definitely maybe an edge rusher. I know they have Derek Wolf, who's old. He's not great. He didn't play last year. He didn't play last year. He's old. They need to fill a need there because of there's no depth. There's there's barely any depth at corner. I mean, it's hard when four of your corners get hurt, but come on. I mean, they're set at running back. They're set at receiver now. They have Hollywood, Rashad Bateman, Tylen Wallace coming up. Good prospects. Juvenet's there another year. Obviously, Mark Andrews is a top tight end. I think O-line and Depth at defense is what I'm seeing. Yeah, I feel like, um, especially in this division where they're going to try to stretch everything out, you need corners who can hang in coverage because there's a lot of quarterbacks in this division who can, you know, extend the play. So I feel like if that's the case, they're going to need to bulk up there. Josh, what do you think their needs are? Yeah, I like that they added Juwan James. They got him last year in free agency from the Denver Broncos. He, I believe, had a torn torn something in his leg. I don't remember especially, so I think it's an Achilles. But they also got Morgan Moses, so the right tackle position is looking good. Uh, and Ronnie Stanley, hopefully will be back. He's been injured for two years in a row now. But I think uh, center, especially with uh, Patrick McCarry and, and guard, as well as with Phillips and uh, Ben Powers, they could look to add someone there. And uh, maybe they could trade back and get Tyler Linderbaum. It sounds like he's falling more and more out of the first round for some reason. But they also need cornerbacks and pass rushers. We saw that Justin Houston's probably not going to re-sign. He's not signed right now. So, uh, And Pernell McPhee is walking as well. Tyus Bowser also tore his Achilles. Calais Campbell's probably on his last season with the team. Michael Pierce, they picked him up. He's a fami- fam- familiar with the team, but he's not going to be there long term. And Derek Wolf, as you were saying, injured last year, one-year deal. So they have a lot, a lot to replace and looking forward towards after this year. So if they can share up that defensive line, I'd like to see that. And also cornerbacks, they have Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters. But Marcus Peters is getting a little bit older. And uh, he also had his uh, ACL or Achilles last year. So I think they need to add some some younger players, especially on defense. You're looking at the list, Tony Jefferson, Chuck Clark, all these older guys they need to replace. Looking forward, especially with the injuries last year. We saw that how bad they were without him. Yeah, I would say the D-line especially, they're all, I think they're all over the age of 27. Yeah. They're all old. I'm, I'm 27 old. But for for, <laughs> I understand. for an NFL player, it's, it's not young. Um, and then obviously their O-line needs some depth, like Josh said. 
Jackson's health shouldn't be an issue once he's the type of injury he can recover from no. easily and not yeah, be hot. He, I think I they, they they um held him back a little bit last year because they okay. knew the season was over. They didn't want to risk anything else. Their team they're demoralized with their team since preseason. Yeah, I mean being injured, the running back situation. Yeah, I think the next thing is Lamar Jackson's contract. Yeah, he's in his final it. season. You, right? you rookie had, deal. You had well, their running backs. They had two torn ACLs, a torn Achilles from Justice Hill. So they had their fourth running back in there, and you saw them throw, obviously, the 30-year-old running backs in there. So I mean, you'd like to see them healthy. I think Lamar's going to be fine. It wasn't a major injury. It wasn't caused because of his rushing. I believe he was playing against the Browns, and he got sacked. So I think it had nothing to do with his rushing game. He should be fine just coming up this season. Obviously, you talk about the extension. He's his own uh, manager, what's it called? Can't agent. think of the word. Yeah, agent. He's his own agent, so maybe he's pushing it back and trying to get more money off this fifth-year option, kind of like a Kirk Cousins thing. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, we'll see what happens. I think he's going to be fine coming back from this injury. I think the huge question as we look at this division, because typically the Steelers are a big factor because Ben Roethlisberger has been in the league, and we all know he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Without Ben Roethlisberger, they've chosen, as at least pre-draft, to go with uh, Trubisky, which... I think he's a bridge quarterback. I'm curious how you guys feel, but that seems to be the biggest question because I feel like the Pittsburgh defense is always a staple of their team. I think this defense could be their saving grace for sure. I think it's solid. They have stout edge rushers. I would like to see them get a little heavier uh, and get some thick run stoppers in the middle of that defense, but by and large, I feel like they get great pressure. So, Josh, you're the expert on this team especially. Talk about Trubisky. Talk about what they need outside of that. Yeah, I think the obvious need, as you're saying, is Mitchell Trubisky. But we saw Mitchell Trubisky play with Matt Nagy and the Bears. We did not see him as a backup. He played with Brian Dable and the Bills. And now he's on a more stable team than the Bears, obviously, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we don't know what he's going to be. I would assume that he's better. Optimistic, are you? He's better than what he's going to be on the Chicago Bears, I would say. I don't think, as the Pittsburgh Steelers, they would probably look to get their option immediately. Uh, they really haven't had a lot of years in between where they haven't had their franchise guy. So if Mr. Biscay doesn't stick out this year, he doesn't play well this year, I'm sure they'll trade up next year if they don't happen to trade up for Malik Willis in this coming year. There it is, the sigh. Yeah, I think the Steelers are always – they're well-ran, they're well-coached, good GM. He's retiring after this draft, really. So next week he'll be a new guy in there. Um, I like the Steelers, obviously, as an organization. I think they always draft well. They always find receivers. They always find linebackers. They sometimes overdraft them, but ends up they end up being all-stars. Um, I think receiver is a need for them. I know I've said this about every team almost. But they have Deontay and Chase Claypool. Chase last year was not looking – like he did the year before. Yeah, and it wasn't because of Big Ben. It was not because of Big Ben. Um, they have a lot of just the guys in there with Anthony Miller, <laughs> Steven Sims, Gunnar Oslewski. I don't know how to say that, but um, <laughs> they have the token white slot receiver. But um, I think that they need a receiver. I, I'm, I'm just being honest. Trubisky, he could have his best year of his career. I know his best year was 24 touchdowns at 3,000 yards. Not phenomenal. So I think with the system with Matt Canada using the short game and needing the mobility from a quarterback that they didn't have with Big Ben, I think that Trubisky could be actually good for them. Yeah, I agree with wide receiver. Obviously, Deontay Johnson, we, we would like to see what his chemistry is going to be with Mitchell Trubisky or whoever else is there. Chase Claypool, as you're talking about, not very productive with, with Big Ben, and it wasn't mainly because of Big Ben, I think. We saw what he did with Big Ben the year before, and Big Ben, you could argue, had a better year last year. And Anthony Miller, starting slot pres- receiver, presumably. He didn't play at all, for the most part, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, other than that Bears game, I think. And even last year, when he played with the Texans, he only had 25 yards, I think. So he wasn't very productive at all. Not playing at all last year, so they need to add someone there. They also need to add on offensive line. 
I call it the Chaz Green curse. If y'all remember Chaz Green, where he allowed, what, six sacks playing against the Falcons on the Cowboys. He did the same thing when he played for the Colts. He's just not very good. And I think if you have Chaz Green on your offensive line, uh, <laughs> there's a big problem there. So I'd like to see them add offensive linemen. I think if you went down the offensive line right now, starting Dan Moore, Kevin Dotson, Mason Cole, James Daniels, a core four. That's not a very good list, and they obviously added a lot of interior offensive linemen last year, so I think they'll probably add more likely tackles this year. Yeah, I would agree. Linemen, receivers, and I believe another pass rusher because I know T.J. Watt's amazing. Their D-line's getting old, though. Cameron Hayward, he's been there a while. He's been a pro bowler a few years in a row. He's pretty good. They have Louder Milk who's coming up and Ezra's replacement, I would think. But they just need to address that D-line before it gets out of hand because they are getting pretty old. Yeah, I do like that they added Levi Wallace earlier this offseason, and they had Carl J- uh, Carl Joseph earlier last offseason. So they have a couple of veterans there, and it's kind of as similar with the other teams in this division. They're kind of just plugging holes with these veterans. They don't have a ton of long-term options. Minka's contract's up after this year. Presumably they would sign him. But beyond that, Cam Sutton, we don't know what he's going to do after this year. Terrell Edmonds, they put his extension on him because he was a first-rounder. Uh, there's not much here long-term aside from Minka Fitzpatrick, presumably and a couple of guys they may or may not believe in and Trey Norwood and stuff like that. So I think they need to add there as well. You said they were getting older uh, across the defensive line as well. And I think they need to find replacements for Tyson Alu-Alu as well. Yeah, I mean, I I think that with uh, Trubisky, they're going to be in good shape in terms of having a veteran guy. I agree with him in Chicago, not very stable. He did spend a year in Buffalo who has solid offensive you know, philosophy. So I think he's better for it. Uh, I do think that he, at this point in the game, is a veteran who can help them. I think he's a bridge quarterback, but as we've said before, I don't think there's a quarterback in this draft that they're probably going to, you know, get. So let's move south. Uh, let's let's go with the uh, the Colts because they don't have the quarterback of their future, but they've got Matty Ice, who is excited to be there, who's been working out with these guys. There's a buzz there, a little different than last year when Wentz got there. There was a bit of a buzz, but. Uh, you could tell Matty Ice is definitely ready and primed, and I, I, I'm predicting he's going to have a very good year with this team. Now, that said, they're probably not going to draft their quarterback of the future right now, again, because of the condition of the draft. Um, but what else do they need? Because in my opinion, the Colts are a potential Super Bowl roster as well. But what do they need to, to beef that up? I'll, I'll be the same guy I've been all day. The wide receiver position they need to address. <laughs> <laughs> I know they have Ashton Doolin and Michael Strawn, who are both – late round picks and they're both still prospect players kind of Mm -hmm. but they believe in them they signed them last year they want to keep them Uh, michael Pittman, i don't believe he's a solid x receiver i think he's a number two i don't think he's dominant enough i think they need to get an alpha in there especially with matt ryan who airs it out a billion times a year that's how he plays he needs two guys i believe unless one of these two guys ashton Doolin or strong can step it up i think they need to address that wide receiver position yeah, and I think the wide receiver position for the Colts, at least in the last 10 years or so, has been they've always had this guy that's kind of a more of a wide receiver two. He gets stats like wide receiver one because he's the only guy there, but they never really add to the position. I remember when T.Y. Hilton was the guy, and they said, hey, he's a, he's a great number two, let's get a number one, and they never got a number one. He was always the number one there in Indy, and it feels like a very similar situation here with Michael Pittman. I think if they got someone – Someone, I don't know, maybe they get Julio. We know Julio fell mm-hmm. off for the most part, mainly because of injuries, I think, the last two years. But if they're going to add someone that's a great veteran to help boost up, if they're not going to add anybody, boost up all of these younger prospects like a Strawn, a Paris Campbell, a Desmond Patman, uh, Ashton Doolin, I think they just need someone else there. 
Yeah, I would like them to see. I like. I would like to see them get a quarterback later, whether it's Carson Strong or Bailey Zappi, someone like that who has potential to be a quarterback in the NFL, someone who has the arm and played like they knew what they were doing last year. I think Carson Strong's very good and could be amazing if he goes to a team like the Colts or the Buccaneers, where he can sit for a year and kind of get his bearings for the NFL. Yeah, I would also like to see them add an offensive lineman. We know Quentin Nelson is the guy there. We know Ryan Kelly's there. We know Braden Smith. And uh, they lost guards and left tackles. They lost Eric Fisher. And uh, I think they seem to add more there. They they had problems there. I think they only played their whole offensive line group last year only played together for like close to 20% of the games, 20% of snaps, something like that. So they didn't play together at all last year. A lot of injuries and a lot of players leaving. So I think they need to add more there as well. They also lost some veterans in the secondary and also veterans on special teams. So I think that's a team that will instantly replace special teams for the most part, but I think they need to add more to the secondary. We do like the Stephon Gilmore signing, obviously, but they need to add some more as they lost some veterans. Go ahead, Kale. No, no, you're good. I got it. No, I was covered all the bases. I was going to say I agree. I, I really like their defense, but they they have they have some holes for sure. But they have some really explosive players on that defense as well. So should be interested. They're my pick early. You know, I was hot takeish last week. Um, I think they're going to win this division this year. I really do. I think they're they're going to take the step. I'm not the biggest uh, Matty Ice fan, nor am I a big critic. Other than I just don't think he's always had the best team or coaches around him. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do with a lot of tools. All right, let's slide over to the team that actually did win the division, Tennessee Titans. Uh, famously picked up uh, Robert Woods this offseason. But they have it seems like their wide receiving core has been a revolving door <laughs> these last couple of years. Yeah. Julio was a bust. Let's just call it what it was. He's, he's toast. Um, obviously, I think with Woods, that could fill that hole. But what do you guys think? Caleb, what is their biggest needs in Tennessee? You can say uh, it. Yeah, wide receiver. Uh, <laughs> Robert Woods is great. Uh, he is. We, let's see if he lost a step after this injury. I know it's a significant injury, especially for a 30-year-old receiver, um, just to get back at the speed of the game. A.J. Brown's always been hurt. I know everyone's like, if he didn't get hurt, he'd be elite, but he gets hurt every year. Uh, he is a great receiver. He's a top 15 receiver, in my opinion. I think he's fantastic, but the problem is the guys behind them. They don't really have depth, and they need to address it. Racy McNath, Des Fitzpatrick – both drafted last year, both not good. So they need to get some depth there. I think they need to address running back, maybe not this draft, because obviously Derrick Henry's still here. But last year was kind of disheartening when he went down and how bad they were at the position. I know they had Dante Foreman and Hilliard that filled in, and it just wasn't the same team. It was very predictable, and that was probably when Ryan Tannehill played his worst football was without the run game. So I think just – I know they got Austin Hooper at tight end too, so they got they added a lot of this offseason. They added a lot, but I think just depth all around in offense because Taylor Lewan gets hurt if it feels like every other game. They just need depth. Yeah, and I, th- I think they need weapons to surround Ryan Tannehill if they're going to keep him here long term. I mean, we saw even with Corey Davis and the two tight ends that they had, John New Smith including, and the healthy offensive line, they were very productive. And obviously, they've been top of the league. But last year, I think they are a little bit more fraudulent with the schedule that they had at least. And obviously, the injuries towards the end of the season wasn't a big help towards uh, boosting their team, obviously, with the Derrick Henry injury. But on offensive line, they have Aaron Brewer starting now. They need to get a, pl- a starter there. They also lost Roger Saffold, so that's another especially two holes at guard and Ben Jones, Lawan and uh, Dylan Radden's finally stepping up as the right tackle. I think that's good, but they need to get uh, guards, especially wide receivers, as we said, and they also need big players in the secondary. It feels like they're always getting a name that's 
was good three years ago, yeah. like a Janoris Jenkins, and putting him in there and expecting it, yeah, expecting to be good. I mean, I like Elijah Molden a lot, but he's a late round pick. We also like Caleb Farley, but he he's never been healthy in his life. And they also have Christian <laughs> Fulton. With tech, Christian yeah. Fulton is more of a name. He came from that big LSU roster. Right. He hasn't been good at all. He's been getting burnt since his first game in the NFL. He's he's not been good at all. And I don't know if it's because they don't have a lot of coaches there to help. I, I don't know what it is, but they also they just have older names and guys that are all right. They don't really have anybody. Yeah. I think what hits me with Tennessee, and then we'll move on, is they need starters right now. They don't need projects. They don't need draft picks. They need a team right now, unless they're just going to absolutely boom with their picks. Let's talk about Tennessee, because I think we're all in the same camp. You mean uh, Texans. The Texans. The Houston <laughs> Texans. I think we're all in the same camp that they might have their quarterback. I believe they do. I think so. Yeah. And that said, the rebuild continues. I mean, most of the uh, – Draft analysts right now are saying they need everything. They need everything. But I don't know that that's true. Yeah, I was, I was about to say, speaking of the quarterback position, I think if they knew they were going to draft somebody, which I think this is the wrong draft to do that, even right. if you were going to upgrade from somebody like Davis Mills or anybody else, I think this is the wrong draft to get a quarterback if you have a guy like this. They did add depth to the position as well, which was another key factor of them potentially not getting another quarterback, which I don't think they will. But they added Jeff Driscoll and Kyle Allen. That's kind of speaking to the backup to Davis Mills, not – Davis Mills and a bunch of other dudes now. They have backups for Davis Mills. And they also got Marlon Mack. I know it's been the talk of the offseason for them, at least, is getting a running back, not having 30-year-old Rex Burkhead out there. But they do have Marlon Mack now. I just think they need more weapons. Uh, we like Brandon Cooks. We like Nico Collins. And we like Marlon Mack and um, Jordan Brevin. But uh, Brevin Jordan, sorry. They need to add more all around to this team. We know that they filled in with a bunch of all right veterans. I believe they had like 50 moves or whatnot last offseason. So they're a solid team. They just need they need some high-end talent at the premium positions. Yeah, I think Davis Mills is their quarterback. They've said it a million times. Lovey Smith said it a million times. Their GM said it. Their team said it. Brandon Cooks re-signed over it. I think last year, if you look at his play, he, he played better than Mac Jones, considering I know Mac Jones had more wins and more yards. And a Hall of Fame coach. Hall yeah. of Fame system. Switch their roles. We'll see what happens. He played better than Justin Fields. I know his situation was weird, and he had some injuries. Mm-hmm. And he played better than Trevor Lawrence. I'm not saying he's better than them. Right. I'm saying despite of all that he had, he played better than them, mm-hmm. which is something. He's not terrible. I don't think they're going to move on from him. They're definitely not drafting a quarterback. But like Josh said, I think they need to get some defenders, fill in some of those free agents that they kind of plug the holes with. Get some young receivers. I know they got Nico Collins last year. Chris Conley was pretty good for him, and Brandon Cooks, obviously, if he could stay healthy, is very good for them. So I think just hunker down, try to get another year through, and maybe get a top pick again, not tank, but get a top pick again, and next year is a better draft, I think, for everything. Yeah, I mean, they have solid depth everywhere for the most part. They don't have really a position that's lacking depth as of right now, but edge rusher just doesn't look good right now. Uh, Jonathan Grenard is their best edge rusher, so they need to add there, obviously. And they're in a good spot at the top of the first to get somebody. We don't know who they're going to get, but they're in a position to get one of the top three, whether that's Walker, Thibodeau, likely not Hutchinson, but Hutchinson as well as another option if he is there. Uh, just edge rusher is a big part. They need to get another safety as well. They lost uh, Reed. He was, went to the Chiefs, so they need some more names there. Uh, but I do like Desmond King. I do like a couple other names, but they do need, they do need edge rushers. But uh, besides that, they are a pretty – loaded team I think in terms of depth not talent but I think that premium position and Brandon Cooks and Davis Mills are probably their best at the premium positions but I think they need to add more to the other ones yeah if I had to bet uh, with 
Lovey being a defensive-minded coach, they're going to draft some defensive players top. Um, so they have six picks in the top 107 picks overall. So they can get just about anything they need there, I think. And, and we saw with Casario and this team last year, they drafted very well, all things considered. They, their first pick was in the third round. They got Davis Mills. They got presumably starting quarterback. They got Nico Collins and uh, Brevin Jordan, both starters mm-hmm. on offense. So they yeah. built their offense in the third round and the fifth round last year. So I think uh, it's exciting to see what they can do this year potentially with all those high draft picks, as you're saying. Yeah, I agree. Not going to spend a lot of time on the next team only because last year who knows if that draft was really beneficial for them outside of their starting quarterback jacksonville jaguars um easy take evan neal call it i mean that that should be they need to beef up that line um they need to protect their their franchise quarterback um to me that's a no-brainer but i mean and they still need so much last year other than drafting their quarterback it was kind of a waste because they, they have to change their system and everything now. They now have a coach that I don't believe in, but didn't necessarily believe in their last one. Um, I don't know. Caleb, where do you go? I mean, is Evan Neal their, their, the clear choice here? No. I no? think that this is the first team we talked about that doesn't need a receiver because they paid up for a couple. They added 19,000. Yeah, 50,000 yeah. dudes on the roster. Jeez. But um, I think most of them will get cut before the year starts. But um, not most of them, but some of them. They got Evan Ingram. Sorry. I'm ADD, so I'm just thinking of names in my head. No, no, you're but, good. But um, Trevor Lawrence, obviously, I think he's the future for them. They drafted him, obviously, where mm-hmm. he got last year. Yeah. I think he's fine. I don't think he's as terrible. It's not as doom, as gloom, and doom and gloom as everyone's saying sure. it is. I think if you look at what they did this offseason, they lost Miles Jack, who's arguably one of their best defenders they've had the past five years. I think that they addressed linebacker or edge rusher in the, with the first pick overall. I think Kayvon Thibodeau is perfect for them. I, if they don't trade, I know their GM today said that they're open to mm-hmm. to trades, so they, they could trade down, but they can do whatever they want. Really, they need every position, like you said. Evan Neal makes sense. Um, I don't see them going Hutchinson because I don't believe I, personally. I don't believe in him, but I, they could. I mean, really, we don't know what they're going to do, so no. it's just speculative at this point. Yeah, I think that's why there's so much talk this off season about everything in the top ten because we don't know what they're going to do, especially. But I think. Looking at the offensive line, I like Ben Bartsch. He's a later-round pick, so they could get someone else there, but I think he's a good guard. Uh, but I think center and tackle especially needs to get addressed. We have Tyler Shatley starting at center. And Cam Robinson, he's been the guy that's been with the team for a, a while. He keeps getting tagged. He got tagged this year, but we'll see if he gets an extension. He's kind of he's he's kind of just the left tackle. He's not like an outstanding tackle. He's not anything like that. He's just kind of been the most stable part of the offensive line the last five years, which isn't saying a ton. But they also got Juwan Taylor, who's not been reliable. He's he's kind of been a disappointment in terms of uh, where he's been drafted. So I think I think with Evan Neal, that's definitely a possibility. I think if they're going to try to get the best out of uh, Trevor Lawrence, obviously you get the offensive tackle. But I think with with how this offensive line class is, they might get the premium edge rusher, whoever they think that is, one of the big three, and uh, get an offensive lineman later. But I think biggest needs, edge rush, just like the Lions, they've never really had a pass rush aside from that one year where they had Calais Campbell and all the other guys that they drafted. Uh, I think this, the edge rusher and offensive line is what they're going to address. And obviously, as you're saying, linebackers, they lost Miles Jack. So I think that's that's where they need to go with this draft. They added a bunch of wide receivers and tight ends. Obviously, they got Brandon Sheriff at right guard. So that's obviously their best player, I think, on the offensive line right now. But every, every, they just need to add everywhere, but especially lineman, edge, and linebacker. All right, sliding over to the AFC East. Let's go with the top of that division, Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills are obviously going to be one of the most complete teams in football going into next year. However, I still see a gaping hole at the running back position. Uh, what do you guys think is the first thing they're going to address? They need 
depth. Like you said, they're one of the best teams in the league as far as filling every position on the roster. Mm-hmm. I think running back is 100% a need for them. I think getting Brees Hall, like everyone's been hyping up, makes sense for them. They just need a runner. Is he going to be there for him though? I mean, yeah, he'll be in, in the, the second round. round. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think they get him in the first. I'd be surprised if they did, but if they feel like someone else is going to get him, they definitely will. Um, I think they need to address their offensive tackles, the depth there, and then linebackers because last year we saw them let up running backs, hundreds hundreds of yards a game to running backs. Jonathan Taylor had over 300 yards against them. Not good. Um, they're not consistent defensively stopping the run, so I need, they need to address that for sure. Yeah, I think they need to add a, a guard, especially. I mean, they got Roger Saffold from the Titans earlier this offseason, but Ryan Bates is presumably going to be the starter at left guard, and also Spencer Brown, very athletic tackle. He got drafted last year, though, so maybe maybe they're not confident in him. I'm not entirely sure, but Ryan Bates, I think left guard is a big need for them. They do have wide receiver depth still, even with Sanders and Beasley leaving. Uh, Gabe Davis, obviously we saw the game that he had. Presumably he steps up and uh, Jameson Crowder in the slot. So I think they're looking good on offense. I just think if they roll into the the season with what they have right now, they'll probably be fine, but they're more than likely going to add two guard and right tackle especially. And uh, I think they they need more safeties and corners. They lost Levi Wallace, and they're kind of relying mostly on Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, which isn't a bad thing at all. They're one one of the best in the league, both of them, but I think they need to get someone beyond them because if they do go down, as Kale was saying, at times their defense looks – pretty bad if they're not at that spot and we saw obviously with the large run that Damian Harris had against them the large run the large runs that Jonathan Taylor had against them uh, two different running backs obviously but I think there's there's times where they're very vulnerable and they need to add a little bit more to that secondary especially because that's what they they use a lot of linebackers use a lot of safeties to stop those big plays yeah I feel like McDermott and Frazier can add a lot to the fact that their roster maybe at times can have holes. And I know they drop a ton of people back in coverage a lot, but I feel like their scheme helps over personnel is what I'm saying. So they definitely need, like you said, uh, an offensive weapon in the backfield. And I agree. They need to just get deeper. All right, let's slide over to the Miami Dolphins. Now they, they made a run at Hill and they got them. So now the McDaniel offense that should be explosive and have these down the field threats with, with uh, Hill and Waddle, uh, they're there. Is Tua going to be able to make that connection? Is this huge for them or is this just good for them? I think it's obviously big. They have to compete with the Patriots and the Bills, so they got to get what they can get. But I don't like the picks that they that they had to use to get Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Obviously, what the where the point in his career is, he probably has two or three years of of high level, but obviously doesn't have Patrick Mahomes anymore. So it probably be, you should expect a lot less. You shouldn't expect Patrick Mahomes to re-kill when you have someone that isn't Patrick Mahomes, obviously. So I think they paid up a little too much, but it's obviously going to make the offense much better. Kev, I'm going to put you on the spot. Tyreek Hill as a Miami Dolphin. Boom or bust? See, that's tough. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a mean, tough Jaylen one. Jalen Waddell was assumingly going to be the deep threat for them. I think Tua, he has an arm big enough for deep games. I think his game is short game. I think that Tyreek Hill, I think he'll boom because they're going to Tua's going to keep him honest. I think Tariq Hill's going to bust one every game. Not a touchdown, but a deep play every game at least. He's going to run a lot of deep routes. That's where, that's where he's going to do all his work. They might make some screens for him. I think the offense is perfect for that because Tua is that guy, kind of a check down guy. More of a Drew Brees type player than a gunslinger. Mm-hmm, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think he booms here. I think it's perfect for them. Yeah. Any other needs you, you guys think? can I'll put you on the spot. 
Um, I agree with both what you said. I think Hill is is he's not young. He's I don't know. Sometimes I feel like he can outrun the, the throws. He know? he's quick and fast. There's a lot <clears throat> yeah. of guys that are fast, but he can get to his speed right when he gets the ball in his hands. Right. So that's why he's dangerous. Yeah. He can just beat you off the line. Yeah. Yeah, I think when looking at the team last year, I think Jalen Waddle's obviously good, but I think the the problem is is he had a ton more opportunity than he probably deserves with someone like Tariq Hill on his team because there was nobody else there and everyone else was hurt as well with Devontae Parker and all of them also being hurt behind him. So I think he's obviously a good receiver. I think you can expect a little bit less from Jalen Waddle if you're going to be getting a Tariq Hill on this offense, yeah. personally. We'll see. It's all going to be in the hands of McDaniel and his, if his offense will truly be explosive enough. Yeah, and I just want to talk about the offensive line. We know that's kind of been the problem the last couple of seasons with Tua there. I think they need guards, or sorry, guards and a center especially. Uh, they ha- they've had a young offensive line for the last couple of seasons. We know they had Austin Jackson. I believe he got drafted at 20, coming off of an injury. So he was kind of a young prospect anyways. Robert Hunt, the guy who did the front flip who for the touchdown that didn't count. <laughs> He's and Solomon Kinley, another one. Liam Eikenberg, they drafted last year. They still have a very young offensive line, so adding someone like Teron Armstead as a tackle was a very good option, I think. But I think looking at it, uh, losing uh, what was his name? I couldn't think of his name right now. But he went, he went to Washington last year. They traded him last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, they've they've lost players at guard and center, especially they've shored up tackle a lot over the year, including uh, getting Greg Little from Carolina. So they have a lot of guards. I just like to see them add on the interior offensive line, especially. Yeah, I think O line's the most important thing we've seen. Two or two years ago, I think he was the most sacked quarterback when he played. And last year, he went down with a hand injury, and then Jacoby Brissett got banged up while he was on, like the next play on the same line. So I think they their their line's very young, like Josh was saying. So getting another veteran in there or drafting a, a, a top lineman in this draft would make the most sense because their offense looks loaded right now mm-hmm. outside of their line. Yeah, I would agree. It, it seems like over the last couple of years they they took two steps forward and maybe a step back. I'm not sure that you know their coach leaving was the best thing for them. Uh, it seems like they were in the right direction. However, I'm optimistic that uh, you know McDaniel will have a, a chance to turn this into an offensive. But I really juggernaut. one thing I really like that they picked up Shaheen and um, Alec Ingold this offseason. Mm-hmm. A lot of good blockers. That's something they really needed. And I like Chase Edmonds and Mostert. I know Mostert's an older guy, but they're both complete backs. They can both do everything. I know he's injury-prone. Raheem Mostert, he hasn't mm-hmm. been on the field a lot for San Fran. But they're getting guys that can fill the holes that Tua needs to buy him at least a second more of time. Yeah, and it's exciting to see because of McDaniels. He's always been on the coaching staff of the Shanahan's with Mike and Kyle. That's kind of the only offense he's ever been able to learn in the NFL is that offense. And I think it's exciting to see that this, this team's going to be – formed around an offense like that i mean the jets don't run the same offense as the 49ers per se but i think this is a lot it's a lot more exciting to see to get the most out of tua obviously dumping it off a lot more they have alex ingold you're saying they're gonna they're gonna have more blockers and be more motion it's gonna be a lot more exciting team to watch than we've seen the last couple of years and uh i think i think it should be overall more exciting i think the defense uh, i think the defense got better they the biggest problem for them was re-signing agba and they got that. Obviously, I think a full year of Jalen Phillips is going to be exciting as well. But I think the biggest need for them, uh, especially as linebacker, you look at the linebacker room, they have Jerome Baker. That was another guy they really wanted to keep because they don't have anyone else behind that. So I think they need to add more linebackers this offseason. And um, maybe corner. I know they've, they kept drafting first-round corners, Noah Igmanogany and uh, Nick Needham. They've both kind of been underwhelming. And I think they need to add more beyond Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. 
All right, let's switch gears because you mentioned the Jets. Now, the Jets were in hot pursuit of Hill before the Dolphins were able to get him. But question, either one of you, either one of you can take it out. I don't want to put either one of you on the spot. Is Barrios, Moore, and Davis good enough as a receiving core? Or did not getting Hill really affect them? Are they drafting wide receiver? Kid? I think they're definitely drafting a wide receiver. I think right now it's the consensus of analysts. No mm-hmm. one from the inside said anything. It's either Drake London or Jameson Williams. Okay. I don't know if it's with their first first round pick or their second. But I think a receiver goes to the Jets in the first round. And I think that addresses their need because Elijah Moore could be a top receiver. Last year he was the best receiver in the league for almost a month straight. I think he's very good, and he was playing with Mike White, an actual quarterback, not Zach Wilson. So I think <laughs> an actual last year, there if, they, it is. if they just First drafted Wilson reference of the year, if they just drafted Justin Fields last year, they had the perfect draft. They got Elijah Vera Tucker, they got Elijah Moore, they got Michael Carter, they got Michael Carter as a cornerback. <laughs> they have five picks in the top seventy. That that that's a lot. I mean, they ought to be able to do something with that. If they just got Justin Fields last year, they'd be a playoff team. But <laughs> I think Elijah Moore is great. Corey Davis is good as a veteran. Barrios is decent. We saw last year he had some flashes. Denzel Mims has gained 12 pounds of muscle, apparently. Another hype train coming out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, He's boy. not good, y'all. Let it go. Um, I think they get a receiver. I think Jamison Williams <laughs> is perfect for them. Jamison Williams is great. Last year we saw him, obviously, at Alabama. He got hurt in the, the championship. Yeah. yeah. I think he had like 1,500 yards and 17 touchdowns, something absurd. He's a, probably the best receiver in the draft. If he didn't get hurt, he would be talked up as much. So I think receiver, sorry. I'm going to take us off the rails, Josh. you got to bring us back in a second, so focus. <laughs> I'm hearing all over the place that Kadarius Tony's about to be traded from the Jet, from the Giants already. Another yeah. player that was overhyped, in my opinion, last year. Yeah, I think looking at this new staff, the they new, don't ba- like basically the Bills staff, they made a lot of moves. Yeah. They got rid of contracts that weren't good. I know Kyle Rudolph's only with the team – for one year, he had he had two year deal. I think they cut him immediately. They're talking about trading. Um, or sorry, they've already pushed back Sterling Shepard's contract. They talked about trading Kadarius Tony. I know he's there. I, I think they're trying to motivate him more before they kind of move on from him. But I think they also have a possibility of moving Darius Slayton as well. So it's kind of just this new staff getting the guys out that they don't necessarily like. My point being that Caleb was pretty critical of. Well, we all were. Well, last year Tony. Kadarius Tony, we saw Joe Judge no backbone. So <laughs> I I think he he let the, a rookie come in, not learn the playbook, not show right. up to voluntary practice, which as a rookie you should be there. Right, absolutely. He, Leaving practice. Clearly Brian cleats. Dable is more serious than last year's team that the Giants had. <laughs> I would agree. So I think they don't have time for this. They're trying to win. They could win this division. Dallas is good. The Eagles are coming up. Washington could be good. They had an actual shot at winning this division this year if they play it right. And I, they That's don't have any time statement. for nonsense. Yeah. I think that Brian Dable is legit. I think they're going to be good. Unfortunately, I like the NFC East. I'm a Dallas fan. But I do not want the Giants to be good, and I think they will be very good. All right. I railroaded us with Kadarius Toney. No, I was, I was going to say one more thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I think the problem with Kadarius Toney, at least, is everyone bases – players based off of their best game or their best season or best whatnot. For sure. And I think that's kind of what people are kind of surprised by this. But beyond that one game and everything off the field, he's kind of been a problem for this team. That's why you might see him actually moved. But to go on to the Jets, we're talking about Corey Davis. Mm -hmm. I think Elijah Moore is the wide receiver one on that team. 
I think, very clearly, despite who they draft in the draft. I think Corey Davis is a good fit because he can play anywhere on the field. He's not locked in. I know he's a bigger guy, but he's not locked into playing X. He could play X. He could play slot if he needs to. But Elijah Moore is going to be there for the most part as well as Z. So they have guys that can move around. Braxton Berrios, I don't think he's as good as people think, but he's he's a, he's a good depth player as well as presumably Denzel Mims if he ever plays. Um, but they are going to add a wide receiver. That's been the biggest thing of their offseason. They've said they'll trade a first-rounder for Debo Samuel right now if that happened to be available. Obviously, the 49ers don't want that. They obviously made bids for Tariq Hill, so they're going to get a wide receiver. I think looking at the wide receivers, at least we've based off of Todd McShay, he's one of the draft analysts for ESPN. He's he's had the the Jets pick or whoever Joe Douglas has been with right for like the last ten years, and he's he's always had the pick right. And he's had Drake London going to the Jets at ten for the last couple of months. So I think if you're looking at a wide receiver going there, they presumably get an X receiver in Drake London with Corey Davis moving around the field and Elijah Moore in the slot. So I think that's who they're going to get in this draft, and that's what they need is another wide receiver. And they obviously. I'll, I'll, uh, need sorry obviously need another edge rusher Carl Lawson he had a great season with the Bengals two years ago but he's he's never been healthy at all he got injured the second he stepped on the Jets field that probably needs to get changed back to normal grass um, yeah they need an edge rusher <laughs> Carl Lawson is very good if he plays he hasn't played much in the last three seasons other than that one year with the Bengals so they need another edge rusher I think especially yeah, I think what they need, the Jets need the most is to change their field, like uh, Josh said, change it back to grass because Robert Sala probably has PTSD. I think and I think that <laughs> yeah. he was on the Niners playing the Giants. They lost like 12 starters in one game. Then <laughs> this year they're playing a home game. They lost six defenders in one game. That's tough. Yeah, turf is a no-go in the NFL. I mean, but um, it, they, they already did the statistics. There's like a 40% higher chance of you hurting your leg on a turf. But to be serious, I think Drake London's terrible. But no, <laughs> I think unfortunately they're going to go Drake London. But I hope they go Jamison Williams because I love good draft picks and good players. I think Zach Wilson, if he doesn't show signs of anything, they're getting a quarterback next year. So I think they're going to stick it out with Zach Wilson again. They picked up Uzama this offseason, which is good. If he can stay healthy, he's a good tight end. He doesn't block very well, but he's a good weapon. They got uh, Tyler Conklin as well, who's a better blocker. So I like what they're doing. I think getting a receiver, like they, like Josh said, makes the most sense. They need some depth at def- defense because seeing all those guys go down last year was pretty disheartening. They didn't really have any depth. Yeah, and I think that they're, they might be looking to extend Quentin Williams on defensive line. And uh, Quincy Williams and C.J. Mosley are both good, but I think cornerbacks another need. They hit on Michael Carter, the second the uh, second Michael Carter that they drafted. <laughs> he, <laughs> He's good, but he looks like their number one corner, which isn't necessarily a great thing, but he is a solid corner. They did get DJ Reed from Seattle, and they do have Bryce Hall, who was a late-round pick two years ago. They've hit a lot late-round picks, but they need to get someone, presumably maybe Ahmad Gardner, the number one corner in this draft, at number four. They could go Gardner. They couldn't go wide receiver. They're going to go wide receiver one of those picks regardless. But I think they need to go cornerback as well or edge rusher if one of the big three happen to follow them. Those seem to be their three largest needs in my opinion. And they also got Greg the Leg this offseason. Greg the Leg. Yeah. Let's see if he's got a little magic left in him, you know. We'll see. They tend to roll around. New England Patriots, uh, impossible to predict because <laughs> even if we said exactly what they're doing, Coach would lie to us and mumble and tell us he's doing something different. So, uh, But they've always been coverage dependent. They've lost some significant players in the offseason, and everyone says they need to improve at wide receiver. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think their wide receiving core is pretty solid. I mean, Devontae Parker's fine. 
But uh, Kendrick Bourne, I think people aren't talking about the type of season that he had last year enough, as well as Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers is reliable. He's not explosive, but it wouldn't surprise me if they added somebody. I think Parker, Bourne, Myers, Aguilar, I think that's a solid group, but if they added someone, it wouldn't be very surprising. But uh, I do like their tight end group this year. I do like Hunter Henry, Johnu Smith. I think that's exciting. Uh, I think they need to use Johnu Smith more like a wide receiver if they're going to try to get the best out of him, especially as a great athlete, great receiver, if they do happen to use him a little bit more as a wide receiver. Um, they lost Shaq Mason at guard, so they could be looking to add a right guard there as well. But I think this team looks pretty good. As you're saying, they lost a couple of guys. They lost uh, Winovich, defensive end. They lost Shaq Mason. So I think they could be looking to add another guard, could be looking to add another edge rusher. They do have uh, Dietrich Wise starting right now. So I think and that's another spot is to get an edge rusher, I think, as their number one. Yeah, I think Jacoby Myers and the wide receiver core is pretty good, but I think that Bill Belichick's always had a solid slot receiver. We saw the slot receiver position really get its – tenure with um Wes Welker mm-hmm. and then he's always had a slot receiver in there after that mm-hmm. so I think that Jacoby Myers is fine but I think that they will get a receiver late in this draft to try and fill that role because Kendrick Bourne's good Nikhil Harry's obviously a bust they're talking about moving on from him wide receiver like I've been saying all night wide receiver is what they need <laughs> I, I like I like Bill Belichick obviously he runs great offenses I think he just needs a guy to fill that role and Jacoby Myers is fine he doesn't score touchdowns he's not really a playmaker he's kind of just there to absorb catches and Mac Jones is very accurate, very good quarterback. Last year we saw him play. Top tier is a pro bowler. I mean, I don't really know what they're going to get because he's the guy that scouts Division Two mm-hmm. players and while yeah. everyone else is looking at the top five guys. Yeah, you're right. So it's really hard to predict, but like Josh said, I think Do your just, job, Caleb. Just yeah, do your job. Yeah, see? I think just depth. Yeah. I, I, I like – I think they need to add edge rushers, as I was saying, obviously. But I think another need is uh, cornerback. They lost J.C. Jackson, obviously, to the Chargers. They weren't going to pay him that much money. They did replace him with Malcolm Butler. He sat out last year, and uh, he's back to, with the Patriots, obviously a famous Super Bowl catch. But uh, we'll see what he does. It's it's Bill Belichick, so he'll probably end up being the best cornerback in the league for no reason. But expectations-wise, we shouldn't expect a ton from a guy that is over 30 years old. So I think they have a couple of older guys in the secondary. They need to add a little bit more there. And uh, they usually do in the in the third, second round. They do usually get those uh, secondary pieces. And I think they also need to add a couple more linebackers. I think they got Mac Wilson from Cleveland, which I think is a great add. But beyond that, I think they need to add a few more linebackers. Yeah, I, that's always the most interesting. Even during the COVID draft, didn't he famously disappear from the camera shot and had his dog sitting at the table or yeah. something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He makes it exciting even when he's not excited. There's something about this guy. <laughs> but I, I like what Josh said about linebackers. He always has – Patriots always have linebackers. Yeah. I think right now they don't. <laughs> I think that's what they need to address the most now that I think about it. But, yeah, that's a good point. Well, the draft will be be coming at us. It's coming at the end of this week, so that's – it's a monumental moment here in our house. So it's, uh, this is probably one of the hardest drafts to predict. Yeah, because there's not really outside of like a Brees Hall and a Sauce Gardner. There's no like clear cut number one in the position for anyone. I think we know historically teams are going to overpay or make bad choices to try to get quarterbacks. There's a lot of value here though, because the more mistakes, the more people yep. fall down in someone's laps. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, I'm excited to see what happens. So you don't see last year. I felt like, and we went ahead of it, which we're not doing this season, and kind of predicted some things. Last year kind of went for the most part, with the exception of, like you said, some of the quarterbacks didn't go in the right order. We thought, 
Uh, but it kind of went as as scripted, more or less. We knew like the Panthers were going to take us, you know, corner that type of thing. Yeah, I think we knew a lot more behind the scenes last year, especially sure. with quarterbacks. Obviously, that's that's the everyone looks at the quarterback first. So we saw Trevor Lawrence; he's been the number one pick for two or three years, and we we heard obviously. I think a, a lot of people know what the Jets are going to pick yeah. with Joe Douglas, and when he was on the Eagles as well, they know what he's going to pick. So I think they knew what the Zach Wilson pick was going to be, and the question was which one of the quarterbacks were the 49ers going to pick. Right. And I think that with the certainty that we had in the top 10 last year, other than knowing where Justin Fields was going to go, we don't know anything in comparison to this year. I think every, know nothing. Yeah, I mean, this year you look at everyone's mock draft, you have three different edge rushers going, number one, three different edge rushers going at number two, and offensive linemen. I think earlier when the combine was starting, we thought that Evan Neal or Kayvon Thibodeau is going to be the number one pick with Aiden Hutchinson maybe being the third, but now it doesn't even look like an offensive lineman is going to be picked in the top four, so we don't really know. I figure this year, well, last year we went ahead of the game and kind of gave you our predictions. This year I think we're going to grade the draft and do a little post. So it's Thursday night, it kicks off, it's going to be amazing. we got a whole weekend full of draft coverage. If you're nerds like us, you're going to be watching the coverage throughout the entire weekend because that's just what we do. Hey, we're going to wrap this up. We want to remind you that if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please tell a friend and spread the word. We've set up an online shop at guyswithouthelmets.com, so if you want to get some Guys Without Helmets t-shirts or other things, go check us out there. We also post a weekly video on YouTube, so you can stop by and give us a like and subscribe to our channel. Finally, if you want up-to-date information and news as it breaks, please follow us on Instagram. As always, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Guys Without Helmets.